brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that sends 5% of your monthly plan price to your favorite charity. No contracts, nationwide coverage, risk-free guarantee. Learn more at CharityMobile.com. For the last two years at least, I've been covering the German Sonata Way here for you on here on YouTube and in podcast form elsewhere. The German Sonata Way is, strictly speaking, a separate organization and separate thing from the larger Synod on Synodality, but in every way represents a slightly more honest, slightly more extreme version of what's going on in the universal church more broadly. And what does that mean? Well, in practice, what it means is that the German bishops have been gathering for two years now to advocate for the laity running the church, the ability of the laity to choose by a popular ballot the who their bishops will be without the approval of Rome, which is schismatic. And there is practically no analog for this in history except in ancient Rome itself, where the local laity could actually choose through a popular consent who their bishop was. Those were different times under different circumstances at a time when the church did not have the ability to govern directly dioceses. But the German bishops are looking to do that. They also are advocating for laity to pretty much run officially the parishes, to have an equal voice in saying and governing things at the diocesan level. They are advocating for the ordination of women, ad advocating for the changing of the church's teaching on the uh, James Martin sin. And this isn't just like a mild changing of rhetoric either, but a total throwing out of the entire historic body of Catholic morality on this issue, among other things. This is, of course, a heretical and schismatic act the Germans are doing. And they just wrapped this up a couple of months ago. And Rome has basically told them repeatedly, don't do this alone, go with the universal church, which the Catholic media has interpreted as saying is Rome objecting to what they're doing. But when you actually look at the statements made by Rome, most of them say things like, don't do this alone, go with the universal church. Meaning there is this whole synod on synodality thing going on. You could bring these concerns to the broader synod and comply with the rest of the church on this. It's not the most reassuring thing coming from Rome, but why would it be? You see at the during all of the Synod on Synodality documents, all of them say the same thing. They all say that they want the same things that the German bishops are pushing. And these are coming from the United States, coming from North America, Western Europe, Eastern Europe, parts of Africa, anywhere you care to name, Catholic lady are all basically demanding the same thing, secularization of the faith. And it doesn't help that Francis has both condemned what the German bishops are doing, but also then said later that the that God is essentially guiding what they're doing. And we'll go over that here in a few minutes. But the German bishops recently came out. The head of the German bishops conference and the head of the German Synod away, Bishop George Botzing, as you can see from this picture here, he's a man who doesn't like to dress like a bishop very often. He has practically come out and said, well, recently come out and said that they're not the ones who are in schism. They don't want schism. They don't want to become a separate group from the Catholic Church. What they want, but anybody who is objecting to what they are doing is the real schismatic. We'll go over that comment here in a moment. But first, I wanted to thank the channel members and patrons of this channel for continuing to support Return to Tradition, especially in these weird times. For like a dollar or two a month, they can get early access to videos and the occasional extra thing that I do on YouTube or elsewhere as a bonus material that only they have access to, and it does help keep these messages coming. So if you're interested in doing any of that, there are links in the description box below to Patreon, Subscribestar, which is a Patreon alternative that respects speech, as well as, of course, the join button below. 
Thanks, and on to our story. And it takes us to cathcon.blogspot, which is an independent blog, but what they did is they took the author there, or the proprietor of that website, took an interview that was published in German and translated it, and I did go check the actual German version. This is a much better translation than anything any online algorithm can do, so I thank him, the proprietor, for doing that. But yes, it is an accurate translation. And here you will see the height of hubris, which is that it's not me who's wrong, according to Bishop Botzing. It's ev it's everybody else that's wrong. Because basically the church is divided on the German synodal way question, because at least in Germany it is, because in Germany the laity largely support what's going on. But there is a sizable contingent, much more sizable than resistance contingents in the United States, from what it appears, who simply object to what's going on in Germany with, with their bishops there. So let's get to that now. So cathcon.blogspot.com, we go to this. This is a translated interview with George Botzing. And we go to the, the question of the moment, which is, he is asked the following, quote, you repeatedly plead for diversity in the church and in the diocese. Apart from much approval for the synodal path and your clear positioning, there is also criticism. How do you assess the mood in the diocese and how are you in dialogue with critics? <laughs> is there a fair, fear-free exchange? End quote. The German synodal way, and in fact the entire synodality and synod on synodality movement in the church at this time is about diversity more than it is about anything else. In fact, you could dare say, make the claim that Francis's entire pontificate has been about diversity. What do you think they mean when they say dialogue, accompaniment, going to the peripheries? Francis's whole project has been to get the Catholic Church away from the rule of Italy and the rule of the Western Europeans and the North Americans. That has been his project his entire time. So, why Rome is a little unhappy with the German bishops when they really go off the deep end and promote all sorts of wild and, frankly, condemned things like the blessing of the uh, James Martin sin and James Martin pairings or opening the, whole, the sacrament of holy orders to anybody who wants them. Why Rome objects to this, I don't know, because at the end of the day, this is the mess Rome made. But here's the thing, as I have pointed out before, Francis has himself said that he will not get in the way of the German synodal way because they do the work of the Holy Spirit. They said that, that the Holy Spirit is moving among the German synodal way. When you say something that is as heretical as the German synodal way is a movement of the Holy Spirit, that is blasphemy. And sometimes people wonder why I take as hard a line as I do with Francis because he says wicked, evil things like that. But let's turn to the question to see what Bishop Botzing here says. Because remember, on the diversity question and on the dialogue with critics, critics being Catholic commentators, mostly in Germany, really, we're talking the German media, German laity who use the more traditional media to really express their outrage at what's going on in Germany, they are generally calling the German bishops schismatic, but here's the thing. Most of the data there shows that the German bishops have the wide support of the general public. And looming over all this is another thing called the uh, German tax, the 
German church tax, and I'll go over that here in a moment after the question. Let's see what Bishop Botzing has to say. So his response to the question, quote, I hope for the latter, and I know that this requires repeated signals from me. I am interested in us wrestling and arguing openly with each other, and that is why it is important that the faithful, the priests, and the full-time pastoral staff can openly express their assessments and opinions, even their pangs of conscience. Only in this way can we stay in touch with each other and not drift apart. Polarization is a great danger not only in society but also within the church, especially when their respective protagonists and groups no longer talk to each other. However, I see that the vast majority, and often rather reserved, of the faithful agree with the goals and decisions of a church that is renewing itself once bridges to the social and cultural realities of our time. It is precisely not my understanding of being Catholic that we see ourselves as a small, fine, and, and separated group in our society, and form a life of our own that no longer seeks a connection to the great social needs and the life experiences of many people. To be clear, I do not want us, meaning the German bishops, to become a Catholic sect. I could not reconcile that with my mission as a bishop. There are groups that are already talking about an imminent church schism. A schism. I clearly do not see this danger. However, I have the impression that those who particularly like to talk about it are obviously longing for it. End quote. If you criticize the German Sonata way, you are a schismatic. That is what he is saying. If you criticize what they are doing in Germany, you are the schismatic. Did you notice, though, that I could have told you that Francis was the one who said that? Who that, that quote, that Francis was the one who said that. I could have told you that, and you would have believed me, because that sounded exactly like something he would say, right down to his own condemnation of his critics as being what he himself is guilty of. I could have told you that, and you probably would have believed me. And why is that? Because in every possible way, he is on the same page as Francis, except on really one question. How far are they willing to go in the name of dialogue and accompaniment and synodality and diversity and all of it? How far are they willing to go? Francis has said the church cannot do the ordination of women question, and that the church cannot, quote, bless sin. He's not wrong when he, when he says he can't do those things. Batsing says they can. That is itself what hangs over all of this. That is the real main dividing point is it's just a matter of degrees that separates George Batsing and the German bishops from Francis and what they're doing. That's it. It's a matter of degrees. And here we see those who resist called schismatics. How is this any different than when Francis says the same thing about us? When we say, you know, we'd like the same mass as our ancestors. You know, we'd like to have the same faith <laughs> as our ancestors. We'd like to see the church actually not ally itself with the evil things going on in the world as it once upon a time did, really, before the 1960s. We'd like to have the church back, please. And we're called schismatics and rigid for our troubles. The, separate, the fine line between George Botzing, Bishop George Botzing, and Francis is a fine one. It's a matter of degrees. When we accept that, life will get much easier. But looming over all this, as I said, is something called the German church tax. The church tax in Germany is this fantastic, wicked, evil thing that they have. 
And it's rather simple. If you are a Catholic and you want to access the sacraments, you have to pay a tax to the government, which is then given to the church. It replaces your tithe, basically. They automatically tax you at 10%, your tithing amount. This might come as a surprise to some of you. The vast majority of Catholics, regular mass-going Catholics, Sunday Catholics, don't pay their tithe. Catholics, on average, tithe something like 3 or 4%. The, the typical, you know, actually really active Catholics do. It's almost a joke among parish priests that at the end, Catholics donate, like, land and whatever to the church and it kind, of, it kind of sort of make up for it. But on average, the typical Catholic doesn't donate much to the church. And this has been the case for many, many years, long before I was doing this. This has probably been a problem at least throughout the entire post-conciliar era. No one really knows why that is. Well, the church in Germany came up with a solution of having the essentially the wall of separation between the church and the state in that secular country practically removed by having the government come in and impose a tithe on the laity who then give that money to the church. And if you don't pay the tithe, you can't access the sacraments. There's a story out of Germany right now of a person who has been, essentially been refusing to pay the, the church tax being sued by the church using state courts for it because they're still trying to access the Holy Sacraments. Talk about, you know, church overreach <laughs> or government overreach. Talk about an alliance between the church and the state. But that church tax looms over this because the role of the German church and the role of the, the German state in this should be obvious. The Majority of the bishops are pushing this German synod away or going along with it because they don't have the spine to resist because they quietly agree with it or they're afraid they'll get in trouble with Rome or be become unpopular or whatever the reason is. And all these values mirror exactly what the German state wants, what the secular German state wants. Take a look at the U.S. government right now. You see the same kind of policies in Germany. Many cases, many times worse. That's what we're talking about here. This is an unholy union between the German church and the German state. Their influence is all over this. That's not to mention the contracts that happen between the German government and the German church. Things like, you know, in the United States, you have Catholic charities doing things for the U.S. government, taking grant money and doing social programs, many of which many of you stridently oppose. The general public wildly opposes a lot of those things, but the, you know, the government doesn't care what we think, and Catholic Charities apparently doesn't care what we think. And so they go do things, you know, down, you know, in the southern part of Texas and Arizona doing things that the general public hates. It's not much different, though, over in Germany, where the church in Germany receives huge amounts of money from the German government to do similar kinds of work down there, things that the people there in theory, are against, although the population of Germany is probably further along the socialization process towards being com totally compliant with the evil things that our rulers want than the population in America is, at least as of yet. But that's how it is. The church tax plus the role of government and the church together has led to this place where the bishops completely feel empowered to do whatever it is they want because they know Rome's not going to act. They're re reacting to the popular will, meaning the general public, and the Catholic laity who are indistinguishable from the, the general public in terms of popular support in general for a lot of things. 
you really have to go to traditionalist communities to find the resistance and differing opinion from the general population on certain topics like the uh, what we call the Moloch ritual and those barriers to fulfilling God's great commands to be fruitful and multiply and the role of women in the church and all sorts of other things. The It's the traditionalists, regardless of what rite they use, whether it's a traditional Latin mass or the Eastern liturgies or whatever, the traditionalists in the Catholic church are the ones who have the consistently hold the Catholic opinion on things like those hot-button topics, which happen to also be the opinions that our secular rulers hate, and the rulers of the church at this time seem to hate. Meanwhile, you get the German bishops, who are heretical and, yes, schismatic, actually reflecting the values of the secular rulers and, weirdly, the values of Rome at this time. The case of the German church is a fascinating one because while all signs point so far to Rome being against what they're doing. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. We shall see. Not everything is done on this front yet, folks. Curious, though, what you think of this in the comments. I have links to this today at my sources site at returntotradition.org. That's the name of this podcast with the .org at the end. You should be able to find things there. Once again, thank you to the patrons and ch uh, channel members for their support of this channel. It is greatly appreciated. If you want to join, go ahead and there's that join button below or options in the description box below. That all having been said, I'm curious what you think of this, though. Do you, are you surprised to see the German church calling, the German bishops rather, calling those who resist them schismatic? Does it sound a little bit like Rome to you? Do you almost think that actually was Francis saying that and then I'm pulling your leg? Let me know in, your, in the comments, please. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So does sharing this on social media. That helps a lot too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.